And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Why did this housewife buy beef that didn't please her family? While this one selected delicious steaks for her family? The answer is easy. She knows how to buy beef. She doesn't. Welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Wednesday, December 22nd, and we're back in the Classic Factory for another test run. I'm Jay Skeets. Alongside me, as always, we've got Tess Mellis. My man JD just said I had Major J from Big Mouth Energy in that ad read. You do? <laughs> yes, totally. Do you have sex with a pillow? Uh, sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> okay. See, that kind of banter is the kind of thing you get from being live <laughs> That's together. Right. That's right. Uh, making the magic happen, it is super producer JD. Hello. There he is. There he is. And fingers crossed here, joining us live, thanks to the power of technology, from Lake Holiday, <laughs> it is Trey Kirby. Should be there. Is he there? Hold on. Hold on. Oh. See, we jinxed on. it. There he is. There he is. Hey, There Still working out the kinks here, Trey <sighs> Kirby, but you're looking good in a nice uh, detachable hoodie. Is that what that is? Yeah, I'm coming to you live from the breezeway here in Lake Holiday. Real name, no gimmicks. I do spend a lot of holidays in a place called Lake Holiday. The breezeway, also known as um, the foyer, a place where there are a lot of coats are. Uh, <laughs> and right behind me in this chair is a large chest full of various headwear uh, that belongs to my in-laws. So every time we take a break here, I'm just going to go deep into the box and see what I can pull out. First oh. things first. A detachable hood, man. This is wow. this is just nice for right now. Keeping my ears warm, keeping my neck <laughs> nice and tight. <laughs> I don't like to show my neck anymore. Being very self-conscious. But uh, yeah, people are calling me Little Red Riding Hood. I'll accept it. Yeah, oh, I love a hood wear chest. That's a great idea. <laughs> I'm always scrambling for my winter gear when I need it. Yeah. You know, three days a year here in Atlanta. Yeah, it's yeah like, I'll bring you some if you want. It's like a dicky for your head. <laughs> a full head dicky. Yeah. Uh, all right, shout out to the stream team here. Not usually what that means. <laughs> shout out to the stream team joining us live on YouTube. Um, subscribe, like, comment, share the show. Also, of course, some love to the to the pod squad and the Discord horde. That's the new one. <laughs> Email in your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. Keep them coming for when we step on the beach. Maybe we'll get to a few of your cues tomorrow. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at No Dunks Inc. Grab your No Dunks merch. Like these two yeah. beautiful hoodies and sweaters that Taff, Tass and I have on here. Oh, and J oh, twins! Wow. I didn't even notice that. Twinsies, not planned. Uh, and if you're, uh, you know, in need, let's say, of a last-minute Christmas gift, may I suggest getting someone special in your life an athletic subscription? That'd be pretty good. That's a nice one. It'd be a baller gift. Uh, you can get all of our pods ad-free. You can get the best damn sports journalism in the world. Go to no dunks, excuse me, theathletic.com slash no dunks so they know that we sent you. Okay, Trey, 
We're going to get into the games here, but a little later in the show, I know you you demanded that you were on this show <laughs> because I will be going through the Hamakashlema catalog and picking some uh, gifts for you guys. Yes, catalogs, plural. Oh. <laughs> this is big time. Remember last year? I didn't even have one. Some guy named Brent Ferrari, Vroom Vroom, had to send me one. But now I got two of them. So we'll do that later in the show. That's a holiday tradition here in the, in the No Dunks world. But some game talk from last night. Eh, not the sexiest night. A little in the NBA, lackluster. A little, little lackluster. But let's start with uh, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, each scoring 26 as the Heat roll past the Pacers, 125-96. Task get us started. Well, I wanted to start with this game because I want to make the point that the Miami Heat are absolutely elite. Even though they're not atop the Eastern Conference standings, they are still up there. No Bam, no Jimmy Butler, who haven't been there for almost half the games. Those two guys have been there for just, just over half the games, each of them. One stat that's indicative of a team being elite throughout the season that would indicate that they could go to the finals. You know basketball, Skeets. What's a team mark or a team uh, sort of, uh, you know, stat that indicates at the end of the season whether or not a team can go to the finals? I'm guessing, let's say, top five in both offensive and defensive Well, at least top ten. Top ten. At least top ten. Top ten. You got to be top ten if you're going to the finals. I sort of know basketball. Well, the Miami Heat are right there. The Miami Heat are almost top five. They're top five offense, top eight defense. Okay. And again, with their two best players barely playing 50% of the games. And we said before the season, are the Miami Heat deep enough? You know, beyond those guys are Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, Kyle Lowry, PJ Tucker. Are those the guys, are those guys going to give them enough? <laughs> the Miami Heat laugh at that. Did you see Max Struess last night? Mm. That guy gave you four threes. He gave you eight threes last week. He's going to continue to do that. Gabe Vincent, who? I mean, he comes in and plays point guard. This, this team seems like they have an endless amount of guards. Caleb Martin, he could be the Trevor Ariza from the 2009 Lakers title team. He could be the Jay Crowder from the 2020 bubble. They have so many guys that aren't going to stop producing. So this team is deep enough. And we had this conversation when Trey was in person here when he wasn't on a lake holiday. We talked about Duncan Robinson, who had <laughs> <laughs> Fallen off this year. He, ha- he, yep. well, he hasn't been himself. And we discussed maybe they needed to go get a, a score. And Trey, I wonder if you still feel the same way about the Duncan Robinson for Eric Gordon deal that we talked about. Or is Duncan just proven that this, this guy is a little too important to the Heat offense now that he's playing better? I don't know, Tass. Miami runs on Duncan. He was on fire last night, and that's the key for the Heat, I think, a lot of times, is when their three-point shooting is there, they look really good, like you're saying. Um, Duncan Robinson, it seems like he's just going to kind of settle into a role where he is a great three-point shooter and maybe not a historically elite three-point shooter, which is a huge ask for anybody, but... He knows their system. He knows where he's going to get his shots. He obviously competes defensively and has some size. So maybe they're more content to kind of stick with what they know rather than bringing in Eric Gordon, having to get him up to speed. But when you see him shooting the way he was last night, you can understand why they would stand pat. Yeah. Didn't you ask on Twitter, like you threw it back out there, like would anybody do this? Would the Heat consider trying to get like a vet in in Eric Gordon for something like Duncan Robinson. I saw a lot of responses like, are you crazy? Mm -hmm. Basically like, no way. It was only a matter of time until Duncan Robinson sort of got out of his shooting funk here. He's younger, contracts better. You know, you're sticking with him. Makes sense. Yes, it does. Uh, I I would be in that camp for sure. The most vocal of the fans coming at me were definitely Miami Heat fans. And they're, yeah, they're they're running on Duncan. I get it. And that's, I think, the the right move. We're going to talk about other teams 
in, in the next few minutes that are old. We're going to talk about the Lakers. We're going to talk about even the Knicks don't have that young little injection that you need some youth when it comes to especially the regular season. And so it's nice to have Duncan Robinson running out there. And he's got a little bit more gravity than Eric Gordon, even though Eric Gordon is a little bit more proven. Uh, because he's been around a lot longer, you you, you got to throw bodies. Think about the playoffs and how many bodies you got to have on Duncan Robinson. You know, trailing him, watching him every single possession. So I do think that's important, and I, I just think this depth it spurs like to to see the guys I mentioned, Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, and Max Struess. Cool to have a guy who has eight letters in both his first and last name combined. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you used don't to see keep that. me up at night. I've told you that before. What do you mean by that? Well, I used to lie in bed at night. And try and think of the shortest name that I knew, letter-wise. I've said this before. Yeah. My uncle Al, Al Kane, that's six letters. I don't think he can beat that. That's pretty damn short, right? <laughs> and I would lie there for hours, Trey. Trey Ty Lue. Ty Lue. Ty Lue's a great... I mean, that's the thing. Like, even Al. It's real name's Alan, you know? like you get away with it. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Uh, no, I didn't sleep much as a child. Just lying there thinking of that. Uh, I did have one... It's all right, Skeets. I used to like to lay in bed and just count to 100 every night. But the next night, I would start at, like, 101 to 200. Wow. So then, like... You know, like over the course of a week, I could count to 700. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I know. I know. What's with counting, man? Well, that's it's fun a, when you're a kid. That's, that's, a, that's what you do when you only have nine letters in your name. Like you are, you're on the <laughs> I short don't, list. Like that's already, boring, man. Exactly. Like, nine? Might as well count to 100 tonight. My, my final note from this Heat Pacers game, uh, and I was actually texting Trey or slacking him, I guess. Um, I couldn't remember the way, Trey, your, your, your quote, your exact quote for when a team is up huge in the first half. And we we ultimately got to it. You finally responded to me. You're having too much fun in Lake Holiday. You were like, first half leads aren't real, right? Yeah. And I wanted to t- – so I was going to tweet it at halftime, and I was going to say, my man Trey Kirby says, first half leads aren't real in the NBA. Meaning, of course, like you can be up 20, 25, and almost every team comes back, and there's some truth to that. But in watching this Pacers Heat game – I was like, there is no way the Pacers are coming back. They looked looked so disinterested. But I didn't tweet it because I didn't know how he said it. I couldn't remember if it was first half leads are fake, first half leads aren't real, first half leads are uh, a mirage. And so uh, by the time Trey got back to me, it was like midway through the third quarter. You needed an exact quote. Yeah, well... I was going to tweet it, and then I'm like, I can't have TK coming back at me on Twitter saying, that's not actually how... I couldn't have a John Schumann situation, mm-hmm. a well actually, on my hands, so I, I avoided well, it. Well, actually, Skates, if you would have treat, tweeted that, I would have came back at you with a good grief. Ah, yeah, you need that <laughs> reminder, don't you? But, I mean, the point is, and they talked about this on the TNT show, like, are these trade rumors, I mean, are they affecting this squad? And how could they not? In, in Turner and Sabonis, maybe even Karis LeVert. Now, Brogdon left this game with an ankle injury, I believe it was, right? Uh, he played, like, a handful of minutes, so that sucks for them and their chances to be in this, but they just looked so out of this game. Like, they couldn't care less to be playing it. And again, maybe it's just all these plucky Heat guys are giving it to them. Uh, I don't know what type of game that was in terms of their schedule. Was it 3-4? and four? I don't think it was a back-to-back, but anyway, like, I think there, there's some, some, some weight to them right now with, like, Oh, your name's in trade rumors. Your name's in trade rumors. Your name's in trade rumors. I think the Pacers are who they thought we were. Who, who, who they thought we were. What? What? I'm who, just who saying. Who we thought they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who we thought they were. I mean, I, 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 they're, they're backwards in that they have a, a positive point differential because they mm-hmm. win 
in in blowout fashion, but they can't close anybody out. They don't know who they are in close games. And I think that's just an indicator of what they are, really. Uh, you know, they picked it up after the trade rumors. They went on a little winning streak. They went on a three-game winning streak. Yeah, but they've come back down, back to earth. Yeah. That's who they are. I, I think they're just lacking in, in terms of their end-of-game chemistry. They have had guys in and out of the lineup as well. The Karis LeVert thing has been big with his injury. Yeah, I just, I think, I think for them to declare it and say we just we just don't want to run on this treadmill of mediocrity anymore. I, mean, I praise them for that because that doesn't happen in the NBA very often. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's happening behind the scenes, I'm sure. You know, GMs are calling all over the place, but you don't really see somebody come out and say, "Hey, let's GM over here, GM over here. You guys get into a trade war and just and just do it and just have a conversation about it." And I guess they're saying it to their fans as well. I mean, if it is behind happening behind the scenes, I guess they're saying to their fans. Uh, listen, we, this is this is a struggle of a season for sure. Uh, just like I struggle to say this is who we thought they were, but I mean, there's empty seats in Indiana, mm-hmm. all over the place, and I guess they're saying to the fans, "Just hang in there, hang in there. We're going to make a trade. Hopefully, there will be some hope for for this team." I, I just, I think, yeah, there's there's some chemistry issues on the floor, but. It's an unfortunate situation in a team that's supposed to be basketball country. I mean, Lake Holiday is not super close to Indiana, is it, Trey? But uh, I, are you <laughs> nah, thinking? No, it's not. You're not thinking about going to Bankers Life Fieldhouse? <laughs> well, I'm actually going to be seeing a Pacers game. Uh, it's Bulls Pacers, December 26th. So I'm kind of curious to see what team is out there from mm. more than one standpoint. Okay. Uh, well, let's keep going from the games from last night. Trey, get us started here. Ingram and Nikhil Alexander Walker, good old Canadian boy. Um, they shoot the Pelicans past the Blazers, one eleven to ninety-seven. What do you think of this one? Yeah, this was a really fun game. I was watching this while Laura and her mom were catching up on the news, Sex in the City, and unlike Carrie, Naw came up in the clutch. Fourth quarter takeover for Nikhil Alexander Walker. He had eighteen points in the fourth quarter, including five threes. I loved his quote after the game because he said, "I'm trying to not be in the moment." He's Nikhil Alexander Walker said one of the things I was thinking. Don't shoot if it's not there. Don't do the heat check if it's not there. I love that kind of anti-confidence. He also said, for me, it's just about not getting into the moment. You hear a lot about staying in the moment when you're playing. I love that Nikhil Alexander-Walker is like, I am too on fire for this to be making sense, so I got to just play it cool. And he definitely did play it cool. He was awesome in the fourth quarter, hitting threes, driving to the hoop, and just kind of looking like the quickest, fastest guy out there. Damian Lillard had a nice game. He had 39 points coming on the heels of 32 and 43. However, his last basket in this one was with six minutes and 51 seconds left. That brought the Blazers within two, but the defense really picked up for the Pelicans. Dame started to get a little tired. He had the team on his back for the entire night. Pelicans finished this one on a 19 to five run, which was the ball game there. The Pels size definitely got to the Blazers, I thought, 44 to 31 on the glass for New Orleans. Nurkic was a real non-factor, I thought, in this one. And Brandon Ingram, had the most length of anybody on the wing between the Pelicans and the Blazers. He went for 28 points, eight rebounds, eight assists. Looked like a matchup problem, but this was a really nice win for New Orleans. They started 1-12, 10-9 since. Yep. They're only two games back of the 10th seed right now. Zion theoretically is going to come back this season, and maybe maybe there's a little motivation now if the Pelicans are actually going to be able to play a little bit of defense and play 500 basketball. They dug themselves a huge hole to get out of, but 
nobody's running away with ninth and 10th in the Western Conference. So they're going to probably have a chance if they're able to go on a little bit of a streak here. Yeah. Brandon Ingram might be playing like the best basketball of his career right now. I know a lot of people probably aren't watching or care, but over his last 10 games, he's averaging 27 points per game, shooting 50 from the floor. Fantastic. 35 from three on a decent amount of attempts. That's good. You know, he gets to the line. Six and six in the rebounds assist category. Throwing in a steal. Doesn't turn the ball over a ton. It's playing really, really well. Again, it's probably going to go under the radar. I was excited to see Nikhil Alexander-Walker have a good game. That was my most improved pick. Same. You know, throwing a dart at the wall on that one. And he's had moments. You see the flashes like we saw last night, but not consistent enough. But, yeah, just another bad Blazers loss, like Trey said, uh, even though they had strung together a couple wins. And the Pelicans, what, that's four straight now? And they're in the mix here in the, in the West, at least in the mix of a play-in game. They are two games out of the play-in yeah. tournament. That's what the implementation of this play-in tournament is all about. This team that's you know, towards the bottom has hope. They're only two games out. Of course they have hope. Yeah, after starting 3-16, and 16, they're 8-5 and five since. That's a great record uh, when you look at it that way. But can it be a bad loss and a good win? At the same time, it, like it has to be one side or the other, right? It has to <laughs> be. It has to be a. Hmm, you know, we we shouldn't have lost this game. Like the Timberwolves game, we'll get to, because they're playing an undermanned Mavericks team. So so if the Blazers had a bad loss, I mean, well, hold on. When the Grizzlies beat the Thunder by seventy three points, I would consider that a good win for the Grizz. Bad loss for the Thunder. <laughs> but it's not. It wasn't a good. It wasn't a good win because it was such a. It's an undermanned OKC team. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. that was a special. That's what I mean. That's what I mean in terms of you the players. You have to pick one. Is what you're yeah, saying? That's though. what I'm saying. Okay. That's what I'm saying. And, and ultimately, what is the answer last night then in, in the Pelicans Blazers game to test? I Mellis? think the Bel- I think yeah, it was a good win. Okay. Good win. Pelicans okay. keep taking care of business. Yeah. Nikhil Alexander Walker. Yeah. The, the look like the fastest guy on the floor at times. He's definitely the thinnest. He wears a, a short short to show off those legs. Uh, he, yeah. He went on a, a run there. where He scored 15 straight for the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. And he was wide open yes. <laughs> a lot of that time. Yeah. yeah. They forgot about um, anyone other than Brandon Ingram. Even Josh Hart, a uh, nice chip in with 20 points in this game. Uh, Blazers need a, a secondary score. The difference was in these two ga- in the, these two teams, the Pelicans got a secondary score, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, while the Blazers, you'd think, if, if Nurkic is chipping in 17 uh, and, and Powell chipped in 16, that they have a decent chance to win with Damian Lillard having a good game. Looking like himself lately. 39, as Trey mentioned, dropping 43, 32, and 39 in his last three. You think the Blazers would hold up. But I, I think that as Lillard definitely got tired at the end, I think he's got to do a little better job of trying to eke out some points from the corners. You know, Tony Snell's waiting there. He, he's, he needs somebody to create for him. He was an offer in this game. Uh, Anthony Simons had a bad game. I think they need they need help. And, and, and this team usually gets enough done on offense because they have C.J. McCollum out there and... and yeah, I know it's been a bad season overall for this Blazers these team. These two teams that we just talked about that lost last night, the Pacers and the Blazers, if we are here in February after the trade deadline and they mm-hmm. have the exact same rosters, I'm not coming in. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, thinking, I'm, honestly, I'm not. Because the, at least one of these squads has to shake it up. One of them, they, for sure. And both of them truthfully do, as we've said time and time again. Hey, I'll tell you, that would be a bad loss. If you're not here, that's oh, a bad loss. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a good win for you guys. <laughs> it, it would be weird. It would be weird if one, not one of these 
these teams makes a big move. But I was listening to the Pelicans broadcast and Joel Myers, our friend Joel Myers, great to hear his voice. Yeah. I do I do think he snuck in toward the end of the, this game that we were going through all the stats about the Pelicans finding their way. Willie Green getting this team going after that 3-16 and 16 start. I do think he snuck in. It was hard to listen, hard to hear with all the Pelicans fans going, but I think he snuck in that Zion Williamson, if, if and when he comes back, it wasn't an if, it was more like a when he comes yeah. back. So what about that insertion to the roster? You don't have to do anything if that guy comes back. I know, now we're... Now oh, that's we're, a good win if he comes back. <laughs> huge, yeah. huge yes. win. Uh, Big win. Yeah, I'm going to... I'm gonna do. I'm gonna s- cite the alphabet tonight. When I get to Z, I'm gonna say oh, Zion as I fall, fall asleep. asleep. Yeah. Yes, as I say Z. <laughs> oh. Doesn't that wake you up? Just snap you out of it, or like every well, time. I say like Z. you say A B C. Like you're getting sleepy, and then you get to the end, and then you have to think. I'm in America. Should I say Z? I'm Canadian. I have to say Z. Mm. And then like you're like back to being awake. Thankfully, I have to think about a lot of things, but the the ABCs kind of come natural, oh, so I don't have good. to think too much about if I'm going Z or I'm going Z. Uh, okay, let's get to this next game. I, I was so excited to talk about it, I threw up the lower third by accident when we uh, started. Uh, Jalen Brunson scored 26. The replacements helped the Mavs beat the Wolves <laughs> right on the heels of Lee Ellis being excited about the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, don't get excited but, about but the Timberwolves. Yeah. Uh, although this game started fantastically, because if you remember last week, Carl Anthony Towns said, I'm the best big man shooter in the world. Right. And Dirk Nowitzki was on the broadcast for the Mavs. He was calling the game, and we have the clip when Carl Anthony Towns hit a big shot. Play it, J.D. Up shot. A step back oh, by Carl hey, Anthony there's, Towns. There's okay. the best. Ooh, he's filling it early. Who's <laughs> the best shooter big man in the world? Uh, yeah, we, there he is. Yeah, no. Dirk took it to heart. Dirk took it to heart. Uh, he loved it. He loved it. And then, I, you know, I, put, I threw that up on Twitter. People saying to me, well, if we just separate the best three-point shooter... Mm. Big man of the game. Is it Carl? That's not what he said. Um, but anyways, I guess, <laughs> okay. I, maybe he's talking current players, and that's cool. Uh, but I love Dirk on the broadcast. That felt good. And I love watching uh, a left-handed point guard out there. I know there's James Harden. There's D'Angelo Russell. But I don't know. Jalen Brunson, when he's got it going, uh, it's cool. It's just cool to see he's a left, left-handed point guard. Uh, obviously, Luka not there, so he was really running the show. He dropped 26, and he outplayed D'Angelo Russell on the other side. That's that's what it came down to mm-hmm. in, in this game. Jalen Brunson doing a great job of setting guys up, and D'Angelo Russell was fine as well. Setting guys up, he just couldn't shoot. And uh, Jalen Brunson, this this was a good win for yeah. the Dallas Mavericks because Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell, two max guys on the other side, were suiting up. The Mavs didn't have Luka. They didn't have Porzingis. But they were working their asses off. Frank Nielakina was getting back on defense. They were absolutely getting the most out of this roster. So that's a that's there's some juice in this win for the Dallas Mavericks. That's that's a good W. Yeah, you had Theo Pinson. Remember him? Marquise Chris. Remember him? Yeah. These guys are was... in Mavericks uniforms right now with everybody else uh, out of the lineup and health and safety protocols, and they got it done. And Trey, I was thinking of you. I feel like it was you when I was doing my all-NBA good gourd team and I wanted Dorian Finney-Smith in the mix. Mm. And you guys were like, eh, I don't know. He's not that good. He's not on that level of a good gourd. And I, you know, I, I was like, okay, maybe you guys are right. But this was the, the, the example that I was thinking of when I had Finney-Smith on the brain. He was, I thought he was really solid for the Mavericks last night. And, and you do get these little flashes from him. And that makes him a good gourd in my book. God damn it. <laughs> hey, man, that was a good gourd game. Yeah. A triple G for DFS yesterday. Uh, three for nine, though, Skeets. 
from three. Oh, I mean, thirty-three percent. The guy's supposed to be a shooter. That's why, to me, he's a streaky guy. Yes, yeah. Um, so yeah, he should be approaching good gourd status. That's when the Mavericks look at their best. Uh, when Dor- <laughs> Dorian Finney-Smith is having a good gourd. Uh, my favorite part of Dirk on the broadcast last night. At one point, they had uh, you know Boban had scored like six straight points or something like that, and he was really taking it to Carl Anthony Towns down low, and they were talking about. Well, he might not be able to stop Carl Anthony Towns, but at least he's going to try to uh, foul him out. And Dirk said, yeah, I did that a lot of times uh, back when I was playing. Almost every single night I was the worst defensive player, so I would just try and outscore my guys, then come into the locker room and say, hey, I won my bet. What was wrong with the rest of you guys? That's how you play basketball. <laughs> that's how, how Trey Kirby played basketball. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what was the score for the four men? Ten to nine? We're good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was pretty great to have him on the call. Unfortunate that a lot of their guys were not playing. Like, they're big guys. It would have been fun to hear Dirk, like, you know, comment more on Luka and KP and all that. But they got the victory, and... Yeah, you said it was a good Dallas Mavericks win. I'd but call it that. Again, it's a classic, like, Cat played great, and I was like, oh, you know, they, they this is like, these are the wins they have to get yes. for us to truly buy them as, like, a legit playoff team. Oh, yeah. You but know what? I go, they, back they on my, I, I go back on my idea that it needs to be one or the other. It was a bad loss. Oh, the there we go. Wait. And it was a good win for the Mavericks. Okay. I think they can share that. It's unfortunate for the Wolves. Yeah, Cat looking great. Uh, He needs to shoot more, though. For the best shooting big man of all time, he only took 14 shots, went to the line five times, so that's another, what, three attempts. The guy should be leading the team in shot attempts every single night, especially when Anthony Edwards isn't playing. So for me, I always come back to, were you watching the wrong gorilla fight videos for this one? (laughs) Like when Carl Anthony Towns has a 35-15 and game, I'm like, you should favorite that and watch that gorilla fight video every single time because – Nights like a 14-attempt night, that just can't happen if you're really trying to make the playoffs. That, that to me, is a little, a little disappointing from Towns. All right, you can't be third in shots on exactly. your team. Yeah, he's just, he, he does need to take control. And he's been talking about himself playing the best basketball of his career, and he looks really great. Yep. Um, but that doesn't, it's not resulting in wins. That's well, the, it was. They had a little streak going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just drop a stinker like that. Yeah. Uh, and continuing to go here, Booker, Aiton. Suns push back past the Lakers, excuse me, 108 90 Trey. Um, do you want to talk about the game first or LeBron uh, showing up looking like uh, Fidel Castro with the cigar? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just give you a little taste of the game here, okay. Skeets, because I think the Suns are one of the great broccoli teams in the league right mm. now. Yep. You might think Skittles, you might think they're a flashy team with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and Frank Kaminsky, but they really take care of business out there. Total broccoli last night. Devin Booker, 24 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists in his second game back from his hamstring injury. That's broccoli. Chris Paul, 11 and 9. That's broccoli. And DeAndre Ayton, 19 and 11 on 9 of 11 shooting from the field. That's big time broccoli. There was no Anthony Davis for the Lakers, obviously. DeAndre Jordan is a bag of beans out there. And Ayton just didn't let him off the hook. I thought he was great putting pressure on the rim all night. Suns, to me, never felt threatened in the second half. Yep. Lakers didn't really make a run. So, like you're saying, kind of the biggest moment of intrigue was when LeBron went down with that ankle injury. It looked terrible. I was watching with one. I was like, uh-oh, LeBron's hurt. He's slapping the floor. He's screaming. Of course, he just tightened up his shoe, didn't miss a second. But it is a little similar to the Nets with Kevin Durant to me because it's fun watching LeBron play really well. And he's had a nice few weeks here, but he's playing a ton of minutes. He obviously has the most responsibility of anybody on the Lakers. But the difference with Kevin Durant and the difference with LeBron is there's not many reinforcements coming for the Lakers. This is kind of their team 
they're stuck being a Skittles team when they need to be a broccoli team. They need to be a defense first athletic Marvel kind of team to have any sort of success last night. They weren't able to tap into that. So I don't know. I'm sure LeBron will be fine. We've seen him go down with a, with an ankle injury and it looks like it's the end of his season and he's back two seconds later, just like he was last night. But I don't know. He's playing a ton of minutes and the Lakers need him to play a ton of minutes and they're still not winning three straight losses for LA. Not great. Um, What did you think of him? And I think we have a photo JD of uh, LeBron. walking into the arena last night with the cigar now we've seen him come in with wine before trey but this is uh this is wild especially when he's he's got a mask on <laughs> wow yeah i guess i hadn't considered the fact that he is carrying a lit cigar with a is, mask is so it lit I, could it be butted out you think this is a will smith it's just for the look well, i don't light it i, I just bite it <laughs> I, 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 yeah it's, it's, that's a great call but i think he started it and then was on his way into the arena, and then he saw the brick wall, and he butted it out, and then he I mean, put, maybe. The, put the mask on and came on in, put, made sure his uh, Crocs were right. We're not even showing the Crocs. He had Crocs <laughs> Yeah, on. he did have Crocs on Trey like that, I know. I, yeah, I, those are sick Crocs, limited edition. I was looking them up on the website. They're already sold out, unfortunately. Oh, wow. But for me, the first thing I thought of was, obviously, the Michael Jordan scene in, uh, from the last dance before the Charlotte Hornets playoff series where yep. he's holding a baseball bat and smoking on a stogie. Yep. That's all I thought was like this is a major LeBron or a major MJ ripoff, but kudos to LeBron. Skeets, you're asking what's the next thing he's going to bring in? Yeah, probably a baseball bat. You know, wow. If I were guessing, LeBron, <laughs> Michael Jordan, both baseball bat, big old, big old lipper. <laughs> well, yeah, Nora thought because uh, I of course was like, look at this. You're not going to believe this. He's coming in with a cigar. She thought though. She said right away, he's dressed like Fidel Castro. So maybe the cigar is just an accessory. Mm. Like he's really leaning into the accessories. I was like, wow. I've never, I've never seen Fidel in sunglasses. Well, okay, or, yeah. I mean, access, if we're talking accessories indoor. I mean, you're right. I mean, it's all all green shades. Yeah, the uh, hat similar. Army shades. Yep. yep. Yeah, you're not, uh, not Just wrong. wild stuff. Just back to the suns, though, quickly. Hold fast. on. Just back to Crocs for a second. Then we'll get to the game. Okay. There are limited edition Crocs, as Trey said. They should be limited, as in... None, as in no one should buy Crocs. You don't like them? Well, I mean, they're fine, but like limited edition? Like only a handful of people can get these Crocs? Is that right, Trey? I mean, just because of the colorway? Like, what is the. <laughs> oh, there they are. Sold out. Oh, sold out. Oh, sold out. It's, it's those beauties that so, have gills. Soleil Bembury, yeah. I believe, is the designer, okay. and they look like. Uh, they kind of look like fingerprints or something. All over it. Here, here, let me get a close view for you. <laughs> cool. I mean, come on. These are honestly sick, and I would love to have these. Uh, so, Crocs, holler at your boy. All right. Yeah, that's like the innards of a shoe come come to life. That's cool. I mean, that's cool. They're comfortable, obviously. Anyways, basketball. Well, about the Suns, I think we have definitely, and this is like almost like, like this is a big compliment, I think, and not just our show. I feel like a bunch of other shows where it's gotten to the point where the Suns, like Trey called them, a broccoli team here. Mm-hmm. It's not flashy. They just go out. They kick the snot out of you. Everybody contributes. I mean, they've had some, like, of course, they've been helped out by continuity and haven't really been, like, hit all that hard, If unless I'm forgetting, like, by COVID health and safety protocols. You know, Booker was out with the hamstring injury and all that. But, like, for the most part, their guys are there. And this is good. Like, we like it's just, like, it's sort of jazz-like. It's sort of bucks-like when everybody's playing. They're just awesome. And there's like you start to like what is there really to say about them? Because they've won. If you they started the season one and three. Yeah. And I, I mean, what's the record since they've 24 lost twenty four and two? 
We're barely talking about them. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. they had the win streak. That was fun. Could get to twenty. Yeah, no. Came up short. I mean, this it is jazz, it is jazz like like last year. I mean, when they went on that that streak of, I think it was a very similar number where they lost two games of you know twenty four or twenty five. They just have everybody producing, and it's it was so evident that one team lacks depth in this game, yeah. and the other one has a ton of it. They had seven guys in double figures, while the Lakers were struggling to find anybody to contribute outside of LeBron. And Westbrook, who had a really good game in terms of his offense. But then beyond that, this is a team that yeah, gave it away when they traded Montrez Harrell and KCP and Kuzma for Russell Westbrook. Now they're lacking depth. And they they have so many guys at the, just the back end of their careers. I know we've talked about them being old, but those guys aren't contributing. And DeAndre Jordan and Rondo out there and Wayne Ellington, the guy's nickname is the Golden Arm. It just it takes him a while to get that Golden Arm ready to rifle, and he only hit one shot. DeAndre Jordan, what, one point, I do think, and then Talon Horton Tucker, the other th- those three starters, besides LeBron and Russell Westbrook, he only had one basket. Yeah. Uh, the, the drop-off is real. Now, this team is really built for the playoffs. Talked about the Heat and how their depth is, is coming through. We talked about the Heat as, as one of those teams that's it's made for the playoffs because it seems like it's top-heavy. This Lakers team, Trey said, LeBron, LeBron will be fine. Yeah, and this Lakers team, you don't want to face them in the playoffs because those guys should be healthy. Uh, but um, yeah, the regular season is where they're going to struggle. Anthony Davis now out. They're 0 for 2. Uh, they're 0 and 2 since he went out. There was a, a stretch last year when Anthony Davis went down. Braun was healthy for a month. They played 500 ball. So you can see this team playing 500 yeah. ball. But right now, because of their lack of depth, they're not getting wins like they were last year. So they went from you know almost at the top of the Western Conference standings to in the bottom four. Now they're they're already starting in the bottom four before these injuries start. So will LeBron stay healthy enough? I mean, he is. He is older. It's true. It's it's happening to him. So will he will he be able to stay healthy for a long stretch and be able to buoy this team up? I think they're going to be starting on the bottom of the uh, the playoff bracket. That's just right. the way it's going to look. It's going to be tough, tough sledding. Uh, this team, it would be nice if they had a young guy. I mean, Taylor Horton Tucker has to play better. Yeah. He there's a lot of pressure on him. Yeah. Re- really, as the the fourth highest paid player because there's just no youth on this team. And Kendrick Nunn's going to come back. And, We'll see. we'll see. Uh, final game. Let's just slip it in here. The Knicks beat the Pistons 105-91 to end a month-long sort of uh, home woes, they were calling it in the headlines. Home woes. The big thing from this, Trey, Kemba Walker, who was out of the rotation entirely, uh, started his second straight game, of course, for the Knicks. You got six players in health and safety protocols. You got Derrick Rose still out with ankle soreness. And Kemba, the point guard from the Bronx, he delivered again. 21 points, 8 boards, 5 assists through a beauty lob to Mitchell Robinson, who also had a great game. And now we're in this little weird situation here, Trey, and I don't know what you think. Like, when these guys all come back, like, Kemba has to stay in the rotation, does he not? Maybe he's not starting. Maybe it is coming up. Like, what is what will Tibbs do once everybody is healthy and good to go? To me, there's got to be somewhere in between where Kemba Walker can be in your rotation and not be playing 40 minutes a game. Like, this is a season where every team is going to need some sort of production from every player on their roster. You know, depth is going to be very important. So to sit down a guy who is starting for you early in the season, even if it's not performing up to expectations, like, that's a salary slot that you need to get some sort of production from. And as we've seen in this game and the Celtics game, Kemba can still do some things out there. Like, he took 21 shots to get to 21 points. That's not great. But still, that's 21 shots that somebody took. You need somebody with a little bounce. 
You need somebody who can make a play off the dribble. So to me, it was just kind of ridiculous that Kemba went from playing a ton to playing nothing, like figure out somewhere in between, right? Like play 20 minutes a game, even if it's off the bench, play 20 minutes a game as a starter and you're getting pulled in the fourth quarter for Derrick Rose whenever he's back. I don't know what it is, but Kemba Walker is not a bad player. He's just not the Kemba Walker we're used to unless he's got these revenge games, you know, like playing back in the garden, getting to start or going against the Celtics. Maybe that's the key. Play them against old teams. Watch out Hornets. <laughs> but I think that Kemba still needs to play. And I think that Tibbs is going to see that, yeah, he's still talented enough to be able to contribute to a winning basketball team here and there. Mitchell Robinson, like I said, amazing in this one. 17 points, 14 boards, 8 and 9 from the floor, 3 block shots. The Hornets need to do, they need to offer a lot for him and then Not the happening. Knicks need to say yeah give us twice that because I, he would be so amazing uh, on a lot of rosters when he's healthy that's his thing can he like stay out there for a couple months this guy always picks up a weird like ankle injury knee injury stuff like that he's always falling and somebody's rolling into him uh, but he was this is probably the best game that I can think of that uh, I've seen from Mitch Robinson in a long time they're playing the Pistons so he's helped out there but man a team like the Hornets a bunch of teams could use like just that rim running guy that can block shots but I'm with you. I, don't, I think the Knicks would be a little silly probably to want to move on him. They'd be bonkers. Yeah. He's got to start on this team. And he started the second half because New Orleans Noel wasn't 100% there. And Tibbs said what you just said is the best game of the season. That youthfulness is what the Knicks need. We just talked about the Lakers lacking. The, the He is such a, a great player who's playing hard. Yeah, and, and sometimes the effort wavers a little bit. But yeah, those numbers are ridiculous, that 18 and 17 17 14? 17 14. What was 18 17 in my brain? Anyways, um, 17 14. Yeah, I, I love his, his youthfulness, his energy. It was against the Pistons. That's right. And I think you guys are over talking Kemba Walker a little bit. I know he made some shots, but he was three of nine. We just we just said Dorian Finney Smith's numbers weren't good enough at three of nine. He was three of nine from three. He was eight of 21 from the floor. It looks good in a win. Uh, but I think Kemba's destiny is uh, more of a sixth man, uh, just to come in in spurts. I think he ha- he plays great when he's got three weeks off. I think I, don't, I just don't know if the knees can do it anymore. He's played two games in a row here. I understand Kemba's great when he's out there, uh, and he's a shot maker. Yeah, but sixth man to me, or seventh man, or eighth man is a much better use of Kemba Walker than no man. Yeah. Just having him sit there on the bench. Like, mm. you're right, I agree. He's probably not a starter at this point in his career, but he can still give the Knicks a little something as a role player. Yeah, yeah I, buy that. I think what happened there was, remember, the Knicks were losing a bunch of games, mainly because of their defense. He does not give you a whole bunch on that end. Mm-hmm. Tibbs is frustrated. Screw this. You know, let's go to, let's go with Burks and let's go with these guys that actually maybe try a little harder on that end. And mm. that's yeah. But I'm with Trey too. He just swung way too far uh, on the pendulum there. Like the guy can play. Mm-hmm. And yeah, okay, percentages wise, not amazing even in last night's game. But he did. He had a beautiful play where like he attacked the rim. He does have that bounce like Trey said. Like there's he can he can actually dribble and create something. There's not a lot of guys on the roster, especially when Derek Rose is out, that can do that. So That's fair. I, I there, there's a role for him and it'll be interesting to see uh what it is once all these guys are, are back for the Knicks. Maybe too many people were talking about Crocs. Mm-hmm. Like we we like we've mentioned in this show, and Tibbs wanted to go with Burks, Birkenstocks. <laughs> Boo! That was oh, a sandal joke. Oh, that was <laughs> a sandal joke. <laughs> In the middle of winter. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, okay, well, speaking of that, um, Trey, you find yourself uh, some new headwear, okay? Because we're going to take our first break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about Hall of Fame nominees, 
We're going to talk about what Adam Silver has said about this league not shutting down. And, of course, we will uh, get into the Hamakashlema catalog. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I got to cut out a bit. I got to switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds? Sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation, perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. All right, back with No Dunks here on a Wednesday. We're going to get to the Hamakashlema catalog and the gifts <laughs> I've picked for you guys in a second. But a little news. Uh, first one, we got Adam Silvertas talking about this league is not shutting down. This is, this is what he's saying. The Athletics got the headline here. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver, no plans right now to pause season amid COVID-19 wave. Um, yeah, he had a long interview with Malika Andrews who's damn good at her job, by the way. Uh, I thought she was asking some some pretty tough questions there uh, to Silver, and he was handling them, but what do you think? Well, if you don't want to hear a basketball podcast talk COVID, you know, if you're listening to the podcast, skip ahead. If you're watching live, tune out for a sec, because it, it'll be quick here, but you know, 30 seconds of talk here. I think Adam Silver is indicating what we all knew was coming. We knew that he was never going to pause the season. If you watch the last two years, they always tried to muscle through. That's what the NBA has done. So I don't think that's a surprise. I think what was a little surprising were some of the numbers that he threw out, that 65% of eligible players have gotten the booster, and that those players, very, very few of them have contracted the virus. But 90% of the people who have contracted the virus in the league are of the Omicron variant. Mm-hmm. Shocking, right? And uh, I, I think it's just the entire thing. The entire situation is just uh, more of an indicator of what we're all going through here. It's not a pandemic; it's an endemic. We're all living through it. The NBA players are just going to live through it, and th- yeah, they are not shutting down. Nothing, frankly, is shutting down unless you're 
local burrito shop is shutting down, which is very unfortunate for some of these restaurants that, yep. that uh, are contracting the virus and are being responsible. But we knew the NBA was going to muscle through. We just knew it. There is going to be no pause, whether it's before Christmas or even after Christmas, which is, uh, you know, quote unquote, less important time for the NBA. Mm-hmm. That ain't coming either. And I think Adam Silver said that you know, there was no there was no real reason that they could come up with uh, for them to pause. Well, the reason is yeah, to, to keep people healthy and safe. But as as I just said, everybody in the U.S., you know, it's different from state to state and country to country even, but everybody in the U.S. is comfortable moving on as is, doing the status quo. So that's where we are. Trey, what did you think of uh, Silver's interview and him saying, no, we're not pausing this? And <laughs> oh, nice, nice hat, by the way. Yeah, a really, really big hat here, Skeets. <laughs> hat so big that you can't even fit it fully in frame. It's like a tea There's kettle no, cover. Yeah, this thing is crazy. There's actually nothing in here, like, holding it up as well. But uh, I thought Silver did a good job of explaining the NBA's point of view here. You know, as a business, surely they're thinking, even if we take a break for a week or 10 days or 14 days when we come back, the Omicron variant still going to be there. There's still going to be COVID. So you can understand why the league would want to continue on, especially considering all the revenue lost uh, during the bubble season and having fewer fans in the buildings last year. The question to me will be at some point, do more cities and teams reduce capacity for the arenas? Right. Because you can understand the players wanting to continue playing and the league wanting to continue them playing as well and staying on TV, that sort of thing. But uh, from the safety standpoint, you know, there's a lot of people in these arenas, which increases the chances of transmission, both to players, to staffers, and back to the fans as well. We've seen the Raptors have already uh, shrank their percentages. They're down to 50% capacity. So I wonder if other cities and other locations are going to do the same because uh, like Tass is saying, it's hard for the NBA to make a case that if we take a little bit of a break here, there's still not going to be problems in the second half of the season. So I think uh, Adam Silver explained their point of view pretty well, and I thought Malika did a great job, like you're saying, Skeets. So, yeah, I guess um, we're just going to be seeing some interesting rosters for the next few months here. And when Silver was speaking from a competitive standpoint, I think he's kind of coming down on the side of everybody's going to be going through this. So every team is going to be disadvantaged at some point. In other news... This was uh, sort of out of nowhere yesterday. I wasn't expecting this, but the uh, Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame announced the list of eligible candidates for the Class of 22, including numerous high-profile first-time nominees, including Manu Ginobili, Lee's childhood hero, Tom Chambers, um, Lindsey Whalen of the WNBA star, referee Joey Crawford is up for introduction. Get him in. uh, As well as candidates who have previously been on the ballot uh, in Chauncey Billups and Swin Cash, and it goes on and on and on. So focusing trade just on the NBA side of things, uh, our expertise, if you want to call it that, um, guys like Manu, Chambers, Muggsy Bogues still there, Tim Hardaway, Sean Marion, Billups, Rip Hamilton, Michael Cooper, Mark Eaton, Mark Jackson, Michael Finley. It goes on and on and on here. Which players... I don't know if you want to like only pick two or three, or maybe you don't even have that many. Which ones would get your Hall of Fame vote? You can start with Ginobili. Is he a lock in this thing? He's my second biggest lock. Joey Crawford is number one. <laughs> I think he's a guarantee to get in. The guy's a referee legend, so put him in for sure. And then Manu does get my vote. If you were just looking at his basketball reference page and you didn't have uh, the information that it was Manu Ginobili, you might say two-time All-Star 
two-time All-NBA third team, four-time champ. That's good. But is that a Hall of Famer? I still think yes, because it is Manu, a signature player for one of the signature teams in the NBA in the 21st century. Had a flair for the game, had major clutch moments, a genius with the basketball. There's just not a lot of players like Manu Ginobili, which certainly counts. Then you factor in the international side of things and all of the uh, achievements he had there with Argentina. I think he's going to be an absolute lock. And honestly, for me, he's still a lock if you're just continuing or if you're just considering his NBA resume as well. You know, he kind of intentionally took a backseat, became a sixth man and was still able to be an all star as a sixth man. Just think about if Manu Ginobili played 40 minutes a night. Think about if he had the Michael Finley diet of minutes, the kind of stats and the kind of achievements he would have put up. Instead, he was happy to be an excellent team player for an excellent team, put four banners up uh, in the rafters as well. So put Manu in, but I would say this does seem to be a good season for one of these guys Sean Marion. who didn't make it the first time around to maybe sneak in. Right. Could be a Sean Marion, could be a Chauncey Billups. Those would probably be the first two on my list. I would probably go Billups ahead of Marion, but it's close. But to me, Manu's the only one who's an absolute lock. Yeah. If this was the NBA Hall of Fame, then I think it'd be an interesting debate. Like, people would be saying, no, Ginobili doesn't have enough. But it is the Basketball Hall of Fame. He's definitely helped out with what he did with Argentina and the gold medal and stuff like that. So I'm with Trey. I think he's in. I assume you agree. But then it does get a little interesting with some of these guys that have already been on the list, some other first-time nominees like Tom Chambers. Like, who would... Who would you be leaning towards, Steph? Well, I guess we're coming to the point in our lives here. We've watched the full career of some of these guys. And and so a guy who is a a favorite in my brain, even though he is not a typical Hall of Fame basketball player, is Sean Marion. I I just mentioned him. He is, yeah, only a a four-time All-Star, never made an all-defensive team, which is wrong. That's crazy. Um, But... uh, Yes, he doesn't have the the accolades. Two-time All-NBA, he, he doesn't have the individual accolades. But he was one of the best players on the Mavs when they won the championship. And uh, he, he is, yeah, I, I, I try, I try when I pitch Sean Marion, I try and pitch it like this. He is the third best player on a championship team for me. And uh, I, I feel like if you want to sort of liken him to Dennis Rodman a little bit, the Rodman case for getting in the Hall of Fame, he was the best at rebounding. I, I, I get that. But Sean Marion, a very, very, very good defender. You know, Rodman probably a little bit better. But obviously Marion contributed a lot more offensively, even if the shot wasn't to your liking. Uh, I, I think he was just so integral to those Suns teams. Yeah, they never won. They got to a couple uh, conference championships. But he was... Uh, he was only there for the one, I guess. But either way, uh, to me, that's the kind of player, the the hustle guy that I just watched and I loved watching. So, yeah, he'd get you an extra possession. He'd stop the other team. And I understand, uh, you know, there's there's people I've had conversations with that basically just, just blurt out when they're in their defense, Sean Marion? Uh, because he doesn't look like a typical a typical baller, I, I guess, but he did everything on the floor. He scored enough, and uh, yeah, I would I would probably sneak him in there. And yeah, it, maybe it hurt his case going to the Raptors and to the Heat uh, when he wasn't a number one option, and he obviously didn't look like a number one option. Um, but he, you know, he sacrificed a little bit as well, just like Manu Ginobili, who obviously sacrificed a ton. I hate per thirty six stats, so I, I won't even mention them. <laughs> okay. And usually, when you say a guy 
if he had 36 minutes, um, there's a reason why he didn't have 36 minutes. But the reason why Manu Ginobili didn't have 36 minutes is because every San Antonio Spur, every single season, why they sacrificed even their all-star appearances every year, year in and year out, uh, is because they wanted to be better. And I just hope that it doesn't extend to Manu's Hall of Fame um, resume, which it won't. I mean, 2004, yeah. also the, the international play, they knocked off. The, the American team in, in Greece. And I happen to be there. So that's Ooh. that's another one that's implanted in my brain. Yeah, it, it was so amazing me being there behind a computer monitor in this huge industrial building. <laughs> and I was clicking on my mouse and I was typing, Manu, what a freaking shot. I mean, can you believe that I was there looking at a TV nowhere near the basketball arena? It was so <laughs> beautiful. Uh, but yeah, that shot against Serbia in that tournament. Yeah, so those are the two guys I look at, and Joy Crawford, of course, of course, Joy Crawford. I hope he comes up, and his uh, his his speech is just this. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, yeah, very yeah. very almost like a DX suck it, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, to the side. But that, yeah, that's uh, he calling a block. That's yeah. that's Joey Crawford. That's what I think of when I think of Joey Crawford. Do you think? I think if Joey Crawford does get inducted, that he should be allowed to kick somebody out of the Hall of Fame, mm. like toss him. Like Duncan, Duncan, Duncan's in trouble if he's sitting in the crowd. He, he well, Tim Duncan him. could theoretically be inducting Manu Ginobili, right? Right. This right. would be a perfect uh, three-man bit here. <laughs> <laughs> Joey comes up with the get him out of here. Oh, yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, a lot of these names, like I'm with you. Ginobili, he, he's in. I think he's a, a lock. Um, but then, wow. Like I said, Chambers and Muggsy and, uh, and a lot of these Pistons guys like Billups and Hamilton and then Marion's in the mix and – uh, Mark Jackson, obviously, like they're all. This is like the the hall of very good here at this mm. point. Like they're all good players. Good gourd. Good gourds for sure. <laughs> uh, but are they Hall of Fame material? Now, I've said this before. I personally want Chauncey Billups to be into the Hall of Fame, inducted in, because I think that helps Kyle Lowry's chances <laughs> to eventually make the Hall of Fame. I think there's some comparable numbers there and comparable accolades and stuff like that. So if Billups gets in, well, then I think Kyle Lowry one day gets in. But yeah, I could see why people in the stream team, people listening later, like you may pick one or two of those guys. Like Lee could be on here tomorrow going, how didn't you have Tom Chambers in the mix more? Is that what he sounds like? Um, <laughs> you banged it. Yeah, like he might be going nuts. And like I could get why people, because of the favorites, like you yes, and Marion and stuff totally like that, you could be like, thing. yeah, no, yeah. this guy was, this guy was, trust me. But then to a large group of people, it's like, yeah. Might not make it. They're good. Yeah. This, yeah, great. A, a Trey brought up a, a good point that this may be a good year for somebody yeah. on the periphery to sneak in. Probably I think just like, a, one like, of those NBA like a Michael Cooper or something like that, like a guy that has been on for a while, they could be helped out because, yeah, outside of a handful of names and, and some of the WNBA names, let's be honest, I yeah. think are bigger than a lot of Whalen, these NBA guys. Yeah, Whalen, I, Whalen, I think Swing Cash too. Um, yep. Yeah, maybe they, they sneak in there because they like to have a certain number of men and women to put in, it feels mm -hmm. like, usually. Mm -hmm. It's like we haven't had many classes that I can remember where it's like two people. Yeah, Billups <laughs> is probably the one leading the way. Think so? Yes, okay. I do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, let's hear from you guys in the stream team. YouTube comments, tweet at us, at NoDunkSync. Uh, of a lot of those names I've listed, there's others too that I didn't even mention. Uh, who do you think should make the Hall of Fame? I'm sure it's something we'll be debating over the uh, coming months. And I'm sure Lee will have some thoughts tomorrow too. Chambers is an interesting one, just because of the threshold of. Now I'm not as old as Lee, so I'm not a favorite. Right. He wasn't a favorite right. of mine, but the fr the twenty thousand point threshold. Mm. There aren't many guys who reach the twenty thousand point threshold and don't make it in, but 
Chambers could be one of them. And then it's Joe Johnson, Antoine Jameson, LaMarcus Aldridge. Vince will obviously get in. Yep. But those are the handful uh, of guys that didn't get in. And yeah, Chambers, how long has Chambers been on there? He I, must have he been retired in 1998. Yeah. Yeah. That's the crazy We're thing. We're still me, talking about just now making the ballot. Oh, he's oh he wasn't on the ballot. Yeah, that's right. He's a first time nominee. He's a first yeah. time. Oh, so they were just. It seems like they're just adding guys. <laughs> I mean, why hasn't he been on it before? Yeah, that's that's interesting. I mean, he's five time All Star. Obviously, success with the Sonics. Success sure. with the Suns. Uh, he's part of Lee's favorite game of all time. The 87 All-Star game. Was there. MVP, right? Of the 87 All-Star game. And, and what about Chambers dunking on Mark Jackson? Those two guys mm, are nominees. Right. Get them up there. Get them up there on stage. Re- recreate it. it. Sure. Okay. All right. Well, it's time for a no dunks holiday tradition, guys. The Hamaka Slammer catalog. Yes. We've been doing this for a while now. Where I uh, leaf through these very weird catalogs from the Hamaka Slammer. So- do you think you're better with the, the German or the Australian accent? It's <laughs> a good question. I think I'm bad at both of them. Uh, this is America's longest running and definitely dumbest catalog. The Hamaker Slammer, <laughs> guaranteeing the best, the only, and the unexpected for 173 years. That's their tagline. It's right there on the front. It's a little wordy. Guaranteeing the best, the only, and the unexpected. Okay, it's not that wordy. For what kind of weird products do you think they had 173 years ago? Yeah. We got to get a copy like, of that OG Hamaker Schlemmer. Like some just oil that makes you grow taller and stuff like that. Like just, <laughs> All snake oil. Yeah, yeah. Musket, the musket section. So we're looking through these magazines. I'm trying to find you guys unique products. Um, now this year, we had a good year here. Uh, I'm getting you two things each. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, breaking tea was good to us this year. You guys were great buying t-shirts, buying <laughs> hoodies. Uh, and here's what we'll do. This is my favorite part of actually the whole Hallmark Slimmer thing. I'm gonna like show you guys what I got you. We'll talk about it. We'll arf about it. And then you have to guess how much it costs, mm. right? Yeah, you guys have been way off on a couple of these before. Okay. So, um, oh yeah, final note. Because you guys are guessing these extraordinary items. Uh, I will be eating all of the gift receipts, so please no sloppy mud pies, okay? (laughs) Rest in peace, Liv. Okay, Trey, you're up first, my man. And uh, our first one for Trey, it's the crossbody ergonomic firewood tote. Because you're an outdoorsy type of guy to me, TK. Yeah, check the outfit. He's wearing a lumberjack. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So I thought that this uh, back-saving firewood tote, built with a patented ergonomic crossbody design that evenly distributes weight to enable one-handed loading and transport, it's similar to a messenger bag. They write, "Yeah, no shit, it's a bag." Uh, it's made from heavy 18-ounce canvas and can be worn on the left or the right side <laughs> under the uh. arm. Okay, here's a here's a quick trivia question. According to uh, the Hamakers Lima catalog, how much can you uh, can most users load and unload? How much weight do you think you can put in that tote? Mm. Uh, I thought I was going to have to give my answer in chucks. As in, how many chucks could a wood chuck chuck? No, how many pounds? How many pounds of wood? I don't know. Uh... The the catalog model it looked to have uh, about eight logs. <laughs> what, yeah. what are we? Oh, okay, six logs there. 
And it looks like it's maxed out. 25 to 30 pounds. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Yeah, you're, you're, I think you're bang out. I was going to say heavier, but now that you yeah, brought up the, so. log, the log number, yeah, I think 30 is the max. Uh, no, you guys are you guys are close. 35 pounds, okay. according okay. to the uh, magazine. Yeah. And uh, look at that little, um, little detail there, guys. Integrated LED flashlight illuminates. <laughs> nice. Illuminates nighttime woodpile visits. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess that's when you are having a fire for the most part. Fair, so. for sure. That would actually be helpful. Yeah. Think about how many times you'd be at a, a fire looking around the premises with your like your phone flashlight. Yeah. That doesn't feel very rustic at all. No, that, that's a nice touch. If it's attached to your arm, yeah. I also like the little sling that you can throw your arm yeah. in to, to, to distribute that weight. I think this would also be good. Uh, you know, you're on a road trip. You get back late and you got a four-year-old sleeping in the car. <laughs> throw him in the sleeve. Bring him upstairs to bed. And just put him on down. Yeah. That's crossbody ergonomic four-year-old toast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's the way you carry... A baby, you got to be able to <laughs> s- slide your arm in there. Right. I've, I've learned that. Uh, I think I learned that from Laura. Actually, you got to sling mm. your arm underneath her, and that's how it works. It would mm. also be good if you fall while you're carrying that, and you hurt your arm, and then it's in a sling, sling. and you're yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys, uh, Trey, you go first. How much does this crossbody firewood firewood tote cost? And I get a clarification on the fabric yeah, of uh, the tote. A uh, heavy. 18 ounce canvas. <laughs> oh, that's an 18 ounce canvas, yeah. huh? Yeah. Uh, 39.95. Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, JD, let's go to you. What do you got on that? Uh, I'm gonna. I, I'm going 90 dollars. <laughs> right. Put me down for a night. I think oh, the LED is gonna put it over the just edge. Just to carry wood. Eh? Yep. All just right. to carry wood. <laughs> and and Taff? Are the batteries included? I believe uh, so. 99.99. Oh damn, Tessa! Uh, very close, ninety-nine, ninety-five. Wow! What? Remember, That's guys, what? this is the Hamaka Slamma catalog. Fine quality. Okay. Uh, I got another one for Trey. Let's keep it going here. Uh, this tray is a forty-two-inch outdoor peanut seed. <laughs> okay. Now let me read you the bio here. Available only from the Hamaka Schlemmer. This is the 42-inch high scene of the classic Peanuts gang around a Christmas tree. Illuminated by a 3-watt floodlight, the 2D holiday decoration displays Charlie Brown, Sally, Linus, Lucy, and Snoopy celebrating the season on your front lawn. It's made from hammered metal and painted in bright holiday colors. It's a three-piece scene that secures to the ground with four metal stakes. Um... So I got. I wanted to get this for you, Trey, because well, you already said it off the top of the show. You wanted to uh, start saying "good grief" more in your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did, Skeets. Good yeah. grief! What a phrase. You only hear it around Charlie Brown. Uh, shout out to Charlie Brown. Just got a ten-day hardship exemption right. with the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> Good grief! Uh, but yeah, it's also one of those words you just don't ever think to say. You hear it once, you're like, oh, I would love to say that. But instead, we end up saying good gourd away more often than good grief. I will say, this looks bootleg to me. Oh, wow. Really? What is Charlie Brown wearing? I don't ever remember him wearing a yellow jacket. He wears a yellow shirt with a black <laughs> stripe across it. He wears a red jacket. But a yellow jacket? Yeah, that's mm. a good point. I hadn't noticed that. I don't know. I mean, they they got the Peanuts branding, though. I mean, it's not a... Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm a little thrown by that. Yeah. Maybe it's a... Maybe it's just a new colorway. He does <laughs> wear Charlie a Brown yellow. Dropped. He wears a yellow shirt, though, doesn't he? With yeah, the but, jagged. 
I thought that I thought he yeah I thought he wears a yellow jagged shirt. Yeah. But I thought he wore a red jacket when he's going with a jacket. Oh wow. <laughs> this guy knows his peanuts. Well, well, well how <laughs> don't we all? How much do you think this would cost to put on your front lawn, Trey? I mean, licensed as a licensed <laughs> product. Yeah. That's got a that's a pretty uh, penny right there. A solid premium. We're gonna upcharge one. No, okay. So <laughs> literally, a flap of canvas was a hundred dollars. Right. This, this is, is a licensed metal. Yeah. <laughs> licensed hammered <laughs> metal. Uh, one seventy nine ninety five. Okay. JD. Uh, me? Oh, uh, uh, hmm. Let me think. I have to say that I do like it. I you like do? it. Oh, yeah, okay. because I, mean, I do like it. You guys can swap gifts. If you like. Yeah, I mean, maybe we'll we'll trade off every year, Trey. Um, but uh, yeah, I think um, I'm gonna go a solid 200 for this okay. because of the licensing, because of the hammered metal, uh, and I actually think <laughs> it's kind of cool because my neighborhood is like full of inflatables, and I hate inflatables. Ooh, I yeah. hate them. With a passion, yeah. but this is kind of nice, and I like the way that it uh, blended with the, uh, you know, with the house in the back. It's very well staged. This photo, yeah, so. it looks great. It's yeah, nice. I'm gonna say two hundred. Okay, two hundred and oh, test. Wow, yeah, there. Everything in this catalog is expensive. And then they tell you that this is licensed. They're basically screaming to you, "This is expensive, like yeah. really expensive." So, I'll go three. Wow. I, I I can't believe this. Train nailed it. It's 179.95. Wow. Nice. Very nice. Incredible train. work there, TK. Good grief. Yeah, good, Sign me up. Uh Skeets, usually these are joke gifts. But I would use both yeah, of these. Yeah, I, I would love to have both of these. Uh we've been talking. We need to step up our front yard decorations game. You know, we put a like a line of lights on the on the gutter. We put up a fake tree on the porch. But I would love to have like a ground display of something. And I'm with JD. I much prefer whether it be like a hammered metal classic or maybe like one of those like plastic just lit from the inside vintage Santa Claus. Those are right. much cooler mm, yeah. to me mm -hmm. than the like the big nylon inflatables. But we were talking on our drive down here. Someday the nylon inflatables are going to be the vintage thing. Mm. And that's going to be super weird, right? Like eventually we'll have like a 3D light model. <laughs> right. Yeah. Charlie Brown right, in right. the front yard, right? Like you can walk through a hologram. Yeah, you're right. And yeah. we'll be like, oh, look at this kitschy old wacky inflatable arms guy I got. <laughs> so someday, Skeets, you'll be getting me a Charlie Brown inflatable Speak 20 years from now. Be like, oh, back in 2021. Speaking of retro things coming back, I got to jump in here with this basketball update. Woj reporting Joe Johnson signing a 10 day contract. With the Boston Celtics, wow. the team that drafted oh. him, the team that drafted him twenty years ago. You just mentioned twenty years, right? They drafted him twenty years ago. Look at that! He's wow. going to play. That's crazy. We just mentioned him as part of the twenty thousand point club. Had to squeeze that in there, and he's going to play tonight. Apparently, he's available. Wow! Tonight. All right, Joe, Joe's ready. Joe Johnson, the armadillo cowboy, back in our life. I love it. Okay, uh, JD, we're going over to you. Ooh, next, yeah. Nice. Now you said that. Um, I, I guess it was last week that Rachel had the entire first season of Fraggle Rock on yes. DVD, but you were like, how the hell am I going to watch this? Right, yeah. Uh, I got I got, you, I got your gift. I know how you're going to watch it. I got you the best portable DVD player, JD. Look at that gold sticker. That means something, doesn't it? This portable DVD player was rated the best by the Hamakashlema Institute. 
This is from the Institute. Wow. Because it produced the <laughs> highest picture and sound quality, it was the easiest unit to operate, and had a superior run slash charge time, JD. 15 and a half inch screen there, displayed crystal clear video, and its audio was nearly flawless. I know you love nearly. audio, JD. Yeah, flawless. Nearly. Nearly. <laughs> nearly. Uh, so apparently this can run up uh, to six hours on full charge. Wow. So there you go. I don't know how long the uh, Fraggle Rocks season one is, but... Oh, uh, it's epic. I uh, think like, 26 episodes okay. probably. So yeah, you could probably well, it comes. This comes with thing. a charger. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I like it. Okay. Thank you. You're yeah. welcome. Um, how much do you think this costs? You know, I think it's going to be uh, Hanukkah Schlammer branded <laughs> gold sticker. From the Institute. <laughs> From the Institute. This is uh, this is two ninety nine. Okay. Two ninety nine uh, for sure. Tass, you 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 went. Wow, that's too high in your mind. I would. I would think so. I think I'm just going round numbers now. Um, as in like round hundreds, but you got to take out five cents to get it accurate. Yeah, it's always ninety five. It's always one ninety nine ninety five. Okay. Okay. And uh, Trey, what do you think? Fifty nine ninety five. Wow. He, wow. See, this guy thinks I'm going way low. Right. Come yeah. on, a, a portable DVD player nowadays. It should be. It should be cheaper than a bag of canvas. It should be. Of of all the gifts that I showed Nora that I was thinking of getting you guys, and I did this game with her. Hey, guess the price. This one really threw her for a loop. She was thinking what TK thought. One seventy nine ninety five. Wow. Yeah. Same as Come the on. peanuts outdoor You're scene. this, Tess. Uh, yeah. Sometimes. Crazy. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. This is actually something that. Every house needs. I mean, you're not. Right. Wow, that's an interesting thought. I think there might be some truth to that. Yeah, just to play one DVD. I gave away a DVD player, and I, I'm, I'm yearning for one right now. <laughs> I mean, you can borrow one. mine. Yeah, just, just, just to play that on one here. thing that you need every 18 years or something. Like you'd never need it, but you the one time you need it. Hey, listen, sometimes the internet goes out. Right. A DVD player comes in handy right? because uh, mm. you know everything is streaming. So. God, we all, what do we all usually watch? Like The Matrix or something. Well, that's funny you said that. So Eric Freeman <laughs> had a tweet going around yesterday. And he asked, what is the most DVD movie? <laughs> and he says he thought it was The Matrix. Right. And a lot of people were saying, uh, I think Jason Concepcion said it was Snatch. Ooh, oh, uh, that's a good one. Also a great one. Yeah, so I throw that question to everybody in the stream team, everybody listening later. Trey, is there another? Like, I think The Matrix is such a good one. A DVD The Matrix movie? is literally the first DVD I ever got. Yeah. And I remember, like, when DVDs were first popping off, people were like, you got to get The Matrix. They got special features. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Yeah, man, they put extra features on it. Unbelievable stuff at the time. Yeah, Matrix for me, definitely number one, but I know I had Snatch on DVD too. Yeah, <laughs> that's in the mix, and obviously I'm keeping Boiler Room. That's, that's going to oh, be yeah. my one I need this portable <laughs> DVD player for. Every 18 years, I fire it up and see what Giovanni Rabisi's up to. I, I think I, I got another one too, because I was really thinking about this tweet. What about Swordfish? Oh, oh, I have oh, never oh, seen that. That movie. was a big DVD movie. At least uh, when I was grow when I was living with the Thody and the Brody. It's like Swordfish on DVD. It's front and center, always on the Columbia House was Swordfish. Yeah, you know, like yeah. so. That's probably why it's in every household. But I never bit. I never. <laughs> <laughs> I never uh, got the Swordfish. So okay. All right, uh, JD. I got another gift for Ooh, you. Nice. You didn't see. Well, I guess you sort of like the DVD player, but Tass might be borrowing it. <laughs> uh, this this is weird. What the hell? You like wine, right? I do like wine. I enjoy <laughs> wine a lot. Okay, well, this is how its title is so odd to me. 
your wine cork Lazy Susan. This okay. is the Lazy Susan that preserves over 300 wine corks from favorite vintages. It smoothly spins 360 degrees on ball bearings, so guests can easily select from an assortment of aperitifs hmm. or libations <laughs> without reaching across one another. Eight evenly spaced feet protect table surfaces from scratches, and the trim is made of mahogany. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, the weird part to me of this one, your wine cork lazy Susan. Right. And I was like, does that mean I or you, whoever gets this gift, has to fill the middle with the wine cork? That's what <laughs> it is insinuating. It's sort of insinuating no. that. Yeah. Are you guys kidding? No, it's really weird to me that it's labeled that way. Come but on. JD, like, I thought you'd love that. <laughs> I do love it. I when I saw the picture at first, I was very skeptical. Right, very it looks skeptical. Like shit, it looks awful. <laughs> Look at it. Yeah, it looks horrible. Okay, you why would you want to put a, your drinks on a lazy Susan? I, I, that's another thing I don't understand. Flip <laughs> them around. Well, when you're drinking wine, usually one person is pouring. They're going to pour on their side, yes. and then lazy Susan it around. Okay, to. I guess it I seems mean, like a very uh, in this house. A recipe for spills, yeah, right? Like totally. that thing is spinning around. I'm and gonna have a child on that thing spinning around. Yeah, and it's like two feet wide. Yes, most yeah. most arms are far longer than this. You can't really be lazy with it. Yeah, you know? it's like it's dumb. It is dumb. <laughs> it's it's dumb. dumb. It's dumb. But I love it. Okay, I how, love how, it. How much do you think it costs? Wow, mahogany, <laughs> yep. corks not included though. <laughs> well, we're not sure. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, I don't know. Put me down for what? A hundred bucks. A hundred bucks. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Tess, I actually hope the corks aren't included because I've had <laughs> I've had a, a huge bowl of corks in my house for a long time. I think go. we got rid of it, but uh, yeah, I, 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 we've collected them for some. Dumb. No reason. Mm -hmm. For no reason. But you know, sometimes. Well, you some never point, know when a lazy Susan's going to show up in your life. Empty lazy Susan. <laughs> yeah. This is the moment. This is what I've been waiting for <laughs> to make some lazy Susan. Ah, uh, I think it's. I'm going to go again. One ninety nine ninety five. Okay. Wow. Trey. Well, I know lumber's been hard to come by lately. <laughs> Supply chain point. issues. Corks. Corks seem to be plentiful. I'll say that. Does this Actually, I don't think I don't think corks are plentiful. Oh. I think there's a cork shortage going on. I, I could be wrong, but uh... uh -oh. so we got a cork shortage and we got uh, wood shortage. Yeah. Is there a flat? Is there a flat surface over top skeets? I like think it's over. Like, like is there glass? Glass. Over yeah. the corks? I believe it's glass. Yeah, it looks yeah. like glass. Oh, really? Interesting. It doesn't say in the write-up. Amazingly, we got a glass shortage. I've heard from the framers. Right. Um, so this is going to be expensive. One forty nine ninety five. Uh, Trey is very close. One thirty nine ninety five. Corks included. Corks <laughs> included. Wow, well, we don't know, but um, I, I think they are. <laughs> It'd be weird for them to take a photo of a bunch of corks in there, and then it shows up at your house, and there's no corks in it. Right. But they're your wine. <laughs> but it's. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's the. Why do they say that? And I mean, Tess is right. We've got a giant container of corks as well. You know, we got some decade old corks and we're just 
literally like <laughs> been looking for ten years. What are we gonna do with these? Well, but okay, but hold on. Jar? So well, if, I'm on a lazy Susan. If Why this not? comes empty, are there instructions? Put it back up, JD, on how to put the corks in because look at like the intricate like leg, like like, like yeah. uh, this is like you know masonry work here. That it looks uh, like a rune of some sort. Yeah, yeah. No, but they 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 mentioned that they're vintage corks. So I think that oh, well, if, yeah. you, if you read in between corks. the Schlemmer lines, <laughs> so I think that they've already been. Corks are corks are vintage. We just you talked about the inflatables. Inflatables. Everybody's going twist cap, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, it's you're true. right. Yeah, a you're lot right. of twist offs. Yeah, for Cause, sure. Because we're there's a shortage. There's a cork shortage, glass shortage, mahogany shortage, <laughs> a wine shortage. Uh, nah, we're still good. There. This okay. looks like a survivor puzzle. Yeah, yeah, it kind could, of. It could be. I hate the glass. Actually, I, you don't want to see the corks. <laughs> I want to feel. I want to feel, feel the feel corks. Them. Oh, yeah. you want to feel them? Wow! Yeah. Then you really couldn't put a wine glass on a lazy Susan. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, all right, let's get to Tass here. Uh, we'll save uh, Lily's gifts for tomorrow. But Tass, I, I found you to be the most difficult oh, to buy on. for. If I'm being so honest, easy. I'm a mark for these Hamakish well, categories. Okay. Nora thought this was a weird one, but I Thanks. think you would like this. Thanks. It's the blanket sweatshirt. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. Now, now stick with me it. here. Stick with me. This is the oversized garment that provides head-to-toe warmth for reading on the couch, watching a documentary on television, or studying in the dorm. Combining the benefits of a blanket and a sweatshirt, it features an oversized hood and roomy pockets for warming the hands or storing a smartphone or remote. With a 100% polyester fleece face and a 100% polyester fleece lining. My favorite part, one size fits all. That's bullshit. Uh, reversible <laughs> with full front zipper, machine wash, and it's imported. Comes in uh, black, blue, and gray. Now, Tess, I thought you'd like this because you are, uh, in fact, we've caught you on the show before, I believe. Uh, you're like you're a man that likes to sniff things. like Sometimes. Yeah. And I f- Don't you think that looks like a sniffable sweater to me? <laughs> a blanket? Slash sweatshirt? Yeah, well, it's a blanket. Yeah. It's a hoodie and it's a blanket. I, uh, I could just see Tass wearing that and take it, taking a nice big yeah, whiff of it. Yeah, I just <laughs> washed some blankets recently in my home. Whew, I got a compliment from my wife. Hey, honey, these smell so good. Uh, so, yes, I would like to whiff one of those. Okay. And uh, I I love sweating in my sweatshirts. That Looking at that it thing. looks warm. Pff, looks too hot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, it's... I mean that's a good get. Um, that's a good get. I'm I would be happy to take both of those home. You like the okay, you like both colorways. I can get one for Danny too. We can redo that photo. Uh, sure. Uh, so am I giving you the price of yeah. one or two? No one. Oh, one okay. One. This is tough. Um, eighty nine ninety five. Okay, Trey. Ooh. Did you say it has an oversized hood? <laughs> it does. It does. Cool. 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 It's a handmaid um, over there. <laughs> I look like the top of my head is a crayon. So. <laughs> you look like um. What was uh? What was the um? Sp- um. Star Wars. Spaceballs. Spaceballs. Yeah. That's what it looks like. <laughs> Darth Helmet. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I'm guessing expensive. Is this a snuggie? Is this like a zip-up snuggie? I mean, basically? I I think it's sort of like that. Yeah. Mm, Snuggy derivatives. Give me, oh man, honestly, that that wood carrying being a hundred dollars is really changing my game on this. One nineteen ninety five. That's too expensive. I'm going down eighty nine ninety five. Okay. Wow. And and G. Yeah. 
yeah, I hate this thing. I hate it. Like you're saying, you're talking about sniffing it. The polyester within a day is gonna stink. Like it's gonna be so gross. But I think that the the we say it every year. It's for old people. Old people will pay anything to be warm. So I'm gonna say 150 bucks. Oh my god, 150 you guys, bucks. You guys are going overboard now. The the hummocker slim was not that crazy. 49.95. Wow, that's affordable. That's actually pretty deal. good. That's a good deal. Yeah. That's a good deal. I'm finding the good deals for Tass. All right, final one. Uh, I felt bad because I got you clothes, right? No one really Nobody wants clothes. Wants so I, I got something that I think Tass will really get a kick oh, out this of. This is neat. It hey. is a piece from every MLB ballpark. This is the unique collectible that lets a baseball fan own a genuine piece of each MLB playing field. Uh-huh. The next best thing to visiting every MLB stadium in person and requiring far less time and effort, <laughs> this MLB-themed U.S. map includes a sealed capsule of game-used dirt collected from all 30 MLB diamonds. An inset photo of each stadium points to its location. Each capsule is labeled with a certificate of authenticity hologram from Major League Baseball presented in a wood frame. 30 little piles of dirt. This, <laughs> this feels like such a scam. A huge yeah. scam. <laughs> I mean, I think also, too, like, you know, you were just saying earlier, JD, like, wow, they took a nice photo of that Charlie Brown, uh, yeah. you know, setup. Like, look, this photo is horrible. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> you, know, I, you really don't even know what's going on in it. I guess there's a lot of detail, but they are saying, you guys are, you guys are calling... You're no. calling bullshit on this wood, on this dirt? No, I would love to have a certificate of authenticity yeah. from yeah. each ballpark. As you guys know, as we've said, I got duped by buying a Vince Carter autograph without <laughs> right. a certificate right. of authenticity, right. and it didn't end up being Vince Carter's autograph. Yeah, the photo, the image, really puzzling, because mm-hmm. it's showing you, it's depicting a, there's a baseball helmet, and there's a glove. Yeah. And so it feels like... Yeah, what's going on there's here? A lo- and, and, but no, there's just... If you look at the actual lines from every city, they all end up at a picture of dirt. So I guess that's what you're getting. <laughs> right. Um, there you go. Dirt. Oh, wow. Some what? of the dirt is lighter. Why is some of the a, dirt is darker. Why is it a topographic map? Yeah. yeah. I don't that's, get that part. Why do we need question. to see where the mountains are? It's <laughs> <laughs> weird, that part. So what you, Very accurate. I yeah, love it. Yeah. So what you're getting is 30 little containers of dirt. Yep, from each MLB uh, diamond. <laughs> With a little map. Yeah. yeah. Was there Canadian dirt there? Uh, let me go back. Uh, go can back you even bring map. that across the border? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you you stop that customs. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I guess you gotta factor in the custom fees that you're paying here into the price. So I'm gonna go. This can't be expensive. So, gosh. Uh, One forty nine ninety five. Okay. What do you think, Trey? Oh, wow. 30 dirts. The dirty 30. Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I would hate to have this thing. <laughs> I, would just, <laughs> so, I would, man. The only way I would want this in my house is if I had um, went to every single baseball field. Otherwise, people right. will see this and be like, oh, you went to every baseball stadium? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, it's no, the no, next buddy. best it thing. It literally says in the write-up, it's the next yeah. best thing. And it says <laughs> also bracket if it requires far less time and effort. That's a good point. Um, would you would you open the jars so you could touch each dirt <laughs> to act like no, you've been there? No, because that would spoil it. No, right? definitely it's, not. Contaminate it. It's dirt. <laughs> contaminate the dirt. Great <laughs> point. Uh, the most expensive element in this is all the glass jars there's a lot of them 
Mm. Shortage on one oh nine ninety five. Okay, JD, take it home, man. What, uh, what do you? I'm I'm what going uh, thirty. $29.99. I'm going way low. Guys, you guys are like so far off on this one, it's insane. This is a unique collectible. <laughs> 30 jars of dirt in one beautiful thing. <laughs> Three hundred and forty-nine dollars and ninety-five cents. No. Yes. No. Yes, JD. Thank you for spending so much on this dirt. Yeah, (laughs) you got the nicest gift. You're welcome. Um, Amazing. Final one here. I like this one's for the office, okay? Because I was like, uh, we got to get something in this new, this new classic factory studio that we got going here. But it's like, yeah, we could go like a pinball machine. We could go like a basketball hoop. I mean, we could do the cliche things. But I thought, let's let's take it back, take it take it back to our roots, Ooh. our Canadian roots. And I know TK has also done this before. This sport, yes, guys, it's the indoor air-propelled curling game. Take a look at this. They, they look so at the family having fun there in the living room. Air hockey, but curling, air curling. That's is that? right. Tass. Wow, I love it. So I'll, I'll read this to you. This is a new product from the Hamacher Slammer <laughs> catalog. Uh, this is the curling game that replaces stones of granite with air-propelled discs that hover when launched by hand. The traditional curling sheet is replaced by a matte color to look like the ice, and it has a scoring area just like the real game. Each of the six included seven and a half inch diameter stones, in air quotes, they require four AA batteries, which power a small fan that enables each to hover over the uh, playing mat. Oh, there, that's interesting. As if gliding over huh. ice. Yeah, and uh, each stone lights up when it's launched. Two ages four and up, so we're good. Um, a lot of batteries we're going to be going through here in the, in the uh, in the classic factory, but you know, what do you, what do you think of uh, that, JD? Why don't you go first on the indoor air propelled curling game? Would you want that in here? No, this what? is. It looks. I love the idea. Don't get me wrong. Okay. I love the idea, but I mean, where are the brooms? Where are the brooms? There are no brooms. Well, you have brooms. Right, but I, I don't. I'm saying I don't B-Y-O-B. think. Y-O-B. You, <laughs> you're not going to need the brooms because they hover above the yeah. the mat. So this isn't curling. This is something different. It's it's basically uh, eight Roombas uh, that will hover <laughs> over the air. I mean, how do they stay where they? I I just don't believe that it works. Yeah. I also think that it's very going to be very expensive. Wow. Not like not even including the batteries. I mean. <laughs> I don't know. Put me down for three hundred and fifty bucks. Okay, Tass. Yeah. Um, my guess has always been one ninety nine ninety five. It feels like so. I'm gonna. S- nah, too high. One forty nine ninety five. And Trey, what do you think? Indoor air propelled curling game. I would love to play this one time. <laughs> Looks like a short runway, if I'm being quite honest. <laughs> yeah. It's eleven. <laughs> it w- it's eleven feet long, I believe. Wow. I don't know. I don't know if I believe that. I don't know if I think it's actually 11 feet in that picture, but I believe Hamaker Schlemmer, they would never lie to us. Two twenty nine ninety five. Guys, this is a steal. Ninety nine ninety five for that. That's pretty good. Now, would you good. be more intrigued by that sort of game if it was an indoor air-propelled bowling game? I think you would, JD, because I'm uh, with you. Yeah, My issue is going to be you're going to throw those stones. Yeah. How are they going to stop? Exactly. Except How do they just, they're just going to smoke the other one. Okay. Right. But if they're, if it's a little fan in there that's making it glide. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it just going to keep going? So at least with bowling, you know, you want to smash that. 
But you wouldn't need, and it would just be bowl. You, you would roll the ball. You <laughs> well, don't why need is it. An air propelled bowling game then? Maybe they, they have an air propelled. Yeah, that's what I just game? said. That's what, yeah. Each pin is hovering above. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Weird. Very weird. Okay. Very weird. That's it for uh, today's edition of the Hamaker Slamma Catalog. Some great gifts, eh? So it's really beautiful. Really good. I think this is your best one yet. Do you guys want some genuine Irish flannel lounge pants? <laughs> Sounds cozy. That yeah, there's a lot of cozy good. stuff in here. People were saying I should get something for Luna, but it's a lot of squeaky toys. Ooh. We don't do that. No. No. Mm. Yeah. You Can't know, avoid that. Because you're trying to tell a dog, you're walking a dog, hey, don't chase that squirrel. And then uh-huh. you give your dog something that basically resembles a squirrel, you know, furry thing that they can chew and bite on. Point. It's confusing for a dog. Mm. You know? So I couldn't find anything good for Luna. But I do have some things for Lee, but I'll tell him tomorrow. Great. All right. We'll take one more break here. When we come back, tweet of the night, pick and results, and a little bit more. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back with No Dunks. It's a long podcast today. Two magazines. A lot of gifts. Apologies for (laughs) taking so long there, but man, that's fun, isn't it? Uh, Before we get to Tweet of the Night, can we see if... uh, Trey has new headwear. He's had a giant... Whoa. <laughs> oh. Hey, I don't own this NFT. <laughs> Favorite hat in the house. Wear it every single year I come back, but I had to save it for the end of the show because wearing a full face mask. It's hot in here, wow. Steve. <laughs> I got a hot nose. Oh, you look really weird. <laughs> why? I like- why? Well, what looks weird about this? I mean, I'm just trying to think of... I saw you... <laughs> I don't think I would know it was you. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. You don't think you would know this? No, is me? honestly, like I'm looking. I keep looking at you, going like, I recognize those teeth. Yeah. Looks <laughs> 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 funny when you just see the, the sort of the stash. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a superhero's first attempt at a homemade right, costume. Right. You know. <laughs> All right. Uh, wow, this has been a real treat. A giant, a giant hood, a tall hat, and then uh, what do you? Is there? An, it's a full face mask. It's not a ski mask. I guess you would probably call it. Yeah. It's not it's, a balaclava. It's not a balaclava. Is, yeah, sure. Balaclava. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that works. Are you making baklava for uh, the holiday? <laughs> yeah. I have to catch myself every time. I was going to say baklava when I wanted yeah. to say baklava. When I, I was added, happy you said it. When I added that la syllable in there, I wondered, is that how you say baklava? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Uh. 
So, yes, uh, I have Tweet of the Night, and it's really more of a follow-up uh, from a, a, a tweet f- and a video that uh, Tass played yesterday of okay. him uh, running. Uh, he was trying to outrun uh, a velociraptor, as I remember. So That's uh, correct. here it is. And he he tweeted him himself yesterday. Uh, this is a video of me running, quote-unquote. I'm being vulnerable now. Just tell me I'm faster than... Darren Ravel, and there's Tass again, and here's the replay. Oh, yeah. That's uh, not a replay. Well, this, no, sorry, this is a different oh, one. This oh, is a you're winded. One. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I slowed down at the end there. It was a real Usain Bolt there. Slowed yeah. down at the end. Yeah. Well, uh, the tweet of the night comes from uh, Darren Ravel, who responded to you with simply, "You are." Wow. You're so damn right, I am. <laughs> congratulations, Tass. Uh, I'm sure you must be very pleased. Yes, I would. Love to race Darren Ravel. I, I that was not the forty as everybody who's watched Darren Ravel's video. Right, he did the forty yard dash. He's the forty yard. I, I did the forty foot dash. <laughs> right, nor even close. I don't know <laughs> if I could run forty yards right now. Hmm. Anyways, yeah, yeah, of course. I'm <laughs> take a break. Uh, you're a Peloton man now. Yeah, of course. Man. Uh, uh, yeah, Trey. A, Trey, what did you think of uh, Tass's video? There, you weren't with us yesterday. I thought it was very brave of you to post that pass. <laughs> yeah, and and what I posted was me looking faster than what JD just reposted was me, me looking me looking slower. Uh, so I wasn't that brave. Like oh, the wow. second, the right, second, I second you actually was, looked yeah. pretty fast. Like I was impressed with uh, the acceleration from zero to hundred. <laughs> I agree. I think he looks faster on the blocks, and then it, totally. it slows dramatically, sort of in the last couple strides. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's yeah, that's 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 a, an accurate assessment. You, but you would. <laughs> I go from kind of fast to kind of to slow. Would you race Darren Ravel? Yeah, of course. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. I, didn't, I don't even have to think twice. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to race Darren Ravel? Yeah. That's okay. Well, but I mean, why, why would you even ask? What, like, no, no. Why, I, I don't know. Who wouldn't want to race Darren Ravel? <laughs> I, th- I, think, I think we'd all win. Well, I, obviously, you'd win. I, yeah, well, who would win between... Because uh, I saw people after we posted that yesterday saying, like, order of speed... For the No Dunks crew, like I, I do like to think I'd probably beat you guys, yeah. but then, well, we had but then Olympics. how would it go? Yeah, like who would be second, third? Who gets the silver bronze tray in your mind? For uh, how long's the run? I, I mean, I guess we're doing a forty-foot Velociraptor dash. <laughs> a forty-foot wow. dash. Yeah, so, <laughs> that classic it's... method of uh, racing. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's forty, 40 feet. No, yeah, let's do forty, 40 yards. Let's do a forty-yard yeah, dash. I can, I can hang if it's a forty-foot. Yeah, dash. you might win longer than that. Yeah, it's like two. Strides. I don't know. I'm slow out of the blocks. Oh. You know, I'm big. I don't got that bolt acceleration. Um, <laughs> if I can somehow come third, I will consider that a massive accomplishment. Okay. I'm I'm planning on bringing up the boost. <laughs> you know, if we're all running for oh, sure. Okay. Mm. Well, we might, we might have to once we're all back here in the classic factory, <laughs> open up the garage doors, hit your dead end street and have ourselves a good old-fashioned have a street race. Run. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Our good old-fashioned street race. <laughs> Am I in you this? No, I'm yeah. showing up in a tank top. Doesn't matter what time. You don't want to run, JD? Oh yeah, I do want to run. I will run, okay. and uh, yeah, we'll have the the defibrillator on hand. Oh boy! Because I will do anything to not come in last. You oh know what wow! I mean? Wow! Like, wow! You're... Yeah, I'm very competitive. I know I'm not coming in first, but I will be beating whoever. This and then I may die. Like it'll be like uh, <laughs> you know, leaving it literally all on the field. <laughs> 
<laughs> because I will not be beaten. Okay. We we had that race. I guess it was like a hundred and fifty meter race with yes. Renee Young and Cam Stewart. Yes. Right. We did. I think I think you were first. I was second. Yeah. Renee then Cam. Renee then Cam. That's mm-hmm. right. Wow. This is uh, and everybody was accurate? doing this. Ha ha ha. Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. We went one two yeah. in that. We did well. Then we yeah. lost. Then we lost in the uh, wrestling uh, oh, segment right. the of the show. Of that show. <laughs> Cam. Cam and Renee destroyed us. Yeah, they're evil. Pick'em results brought to you by BetMGM. Last night's game was the Blazers-Pelicans. Portland was uh, favored by one and a half, but they just straight up lost, as we talked about. New Orleans wins. That's a victory for Trey. He's 12-3. and three. What a record, Trey. Lee, 8-7. and seven. Oh, and that's a big victory for me because I was on the opposite side of things with Utah. I won. I'm 6-9. Six and, six and nine. Nice. You lose. You're 6-9. and nine. Also nice. Uh, it's destiny. <laughs> We're here in the studio, us two guys. It's got to be us coming down to the wire. I just hope I don't have to race you as my as my <laughs> That's your big compare. You guys have to race me. <laughs> race I like that. Me. Good for you. Yeah. Um, so uh, you always have to be watching in this day and age. In this day, you got to be watching the schedule to see if games are canceled. So as this show is going on, I'm watching Shamsharanya's Twitter account. And first, he announced that the Nets-Blazers game on Thursday has been postponed. Okay. So that's tomorrow night. No Nets-Blazers. And then him and Mark Stein reporting tonight that the Chicago Bulls-Toronto Raptors game could, not quite yet, but could be postponed. Apparently some of the the G League guys for the Raptors may not be able to uh, escape health and safety protocols, may not uh, be able to uh, get out of the protocols. So that's where we stand. It's still a could, and that was our game for tonight. The Bulls favored oh, by nine and a half boy, points oh over the Toronto it, ha- it has been postponed. Uh, oh, it has. Yeah. Okay. Well, what do you want to do? You want to pick another game right now? I want to race. Spot? Or you want to uh, just like, we'll just we'll take a night off. We're tied, and uh, we'll head into the, to the holiday break on tomorrow night's show by picking hopefully a game that gets Let's played do tomorrow. That. Let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. Who were you going to take out of curiosity? It's kind of hard. What was the line? Bulls were favored by nine and a half. That's a big, that's a big one. It's kind of hard to go against the Raps, but I was prepared tonight to go against the Toronto Raptors. Oh, I was going to With the way that their lineup has been decimated. The Raps are like short 10 guys or something like that. Okay, so that game is uh, unfortunately postponed. Trey, we won't be talking about the Bulls being back on tomorrow's Mm. show. It's a bummer. Yes, indeed. Yes, Yes, indeed. indeed. It is a bummer. Um, Agree. Okay. Were you planning on uh, going to that basketball hooping game? I was not going to that basketball hooping game. The Bulls are on a huge homestand, actually, while I'm back in Illinois. I think they got five straight home games. So it was kind of take your pick of what we're going to be doing. So right. we got some plans later on today. So no Bulls tonight. Ended up going on my anniversary, spending time with the bros the way it was meant to be. You know? <laughs> Excellent. Well, email in your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at Inc. Grab yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks. Get yourself some nodunks merch if you want. Go to nodunks.com for hoodies and shorts and mugs, T-shirts, all that good stuff. Trey, before we let you go, um, I did have a question for you. Oh, yes. What's your take on playing Clipper Bros still at the end of the show because we're all going to be back in studio? Tass was thinking, maybe we don't need the Clipper Bros anymore. I said, come on. It's the bro. What, what's your opinion? I think we got to keep the bros. I'm pro bros. 
Pro bros. Yeah, we'll see when, once you get in here. It's a different feel with the bros. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's true. He's still remote. It's He's a good still point. remote. It's the same feeling he's had for a year and a half. So uh, we'll see. We'll see about the bros. I'm not, I'm not anti-bros. Well, the pro bros, bros predated uh, being a remote podcast, yeah. though, right? So, I mean, we, we've got experience with bros in the flesh, if you will. I, so. I agree. I'm pro <laughs> They help make bros. it a classic. They're part of the factory, one of the many components. That's right. Uh, one of the many components just got delivered. I'm looking outside the garage right now. I saw a box being transferred. There's the I'm door. It up. I heard the door. <laughs> We're getting an item put awesome. up, put up on the wall. For tomorrow's show. There's the dog there barking. Is. Here we go. This is exciting stuff. Exciting stuff. <laughs> easy, <delivered>. Cosmo. Easy. <laughs> uh, all right, Trey, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, uh, Lee Ellis will be back on tomorrow's show. We'll do our final show of the week, and then we're on the holiday break. So we'll see you then. Until then, Clipper Bros. <laughs> you heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, don't need this anymore. Let's see if I can pick that up. Yeah, what do you do? All right. Don't need this anymore. Just got something better delivered. <laughs> <laughs> Embrace the day, people. <laughs>